0: church today. We are still in our current series for the summer, The Fire Still Falls. Amen. We started a month ago on Pentecost Sunday talking about how the fire of Pentecost that initially fell on Pentecost Sunday still falls today. Week two, we talked about fresh fire and what a fresh fire could do in our lives. Week three, we talked about how to build a fire in our lives, and it came by building an altar, making a sacrifice, or in other words, having desire and prayer. And then last week, man, didn't Pastor Keating bless us last week? Wasn't that awesome? We had such a great weekend, our men's conference. And then uh, today, although today's Father's Day, and I usually like to preach a Father's Day-themed sermon, I just feel like the Lord wants us to continue to flow in the Spirit of what he's been doing this summer, amen? And because it's just like the series title says, the fire is still falling at Life Church, amen? Thank God for it. So let's go to our, our theme verse for this series Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, excuse me, and with fire. And then there's Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. I want us to focus on this today. It says, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. I want to preach on this subject here today, fire in my bones, amen. Turn to your neighbor and ask him, say, is there a fire in your bones? Amen. Amen. Let me start off by telling you a little bit about a man in the Bible by the name of Jeremiah. The life and ministry of Jeremiah was interesting to say the least. He's commonly known as the weeping prophet and for good reason. His ministry spent a period of time of over 40 years in Judah leading up to their captivity at the hands of the Babylonians. Now, During this man's faithful ministry, Jeremiah was the lone voice of truth and righteousness among a group of people who frankly had no desire to live for God, no desire for righteousness. And even though Jeremiah remained faithful to his calling, and the Bible says he labored tirelessly, his efforts, really when you look at it, it appeared to be of little value and little benefit. After 40 years of ministry, Jeremiah failed to secure even one convert to truth and righteousness. Now, talk about feeling like a failure as a minister of the gospel. Imagine that you preach for 40 years and not one person gets saved. Yeah. Can you imagine how tough that must have been? And if that was not discouraging enough, Jeremiah faced extreme opposition and difficulty at every turn. He was in poverty most of the time. He was imprisoned. He was ridiculed. One time he was even cast to a muddy well and left to die. He was rejected, (coughs) excuse me, by his people. He was beaten. He was put in stocks. He was even charged with being a traitor. Now, Can I just tell you, if you are looking for a great word of encouragement and inspiration in your Bible reading, I don't suggest the book of Jeremiah. (laughs) Now, don't skip the book of Jeremiah. But if you're just really having one of those days where you're like, man, I just really need a good pick-me-up, I don't recommend the book of Jeremiah unless you want to read it and then feel real good about your bad situation and realize maybe it ain't as bad as I thought it was. Because Jeremiah had a rough time. He was rejected. The message of God's judgment that he preached was not heard. And you know what? The Bible even says that the message even broke Jeremiah's own heart. He was so discouraged that oftentimes Jeremiah wanted to quit, but he couldn't. Because God chose this man, a man who had a tender heart, to deliver what was a harsh word of judgment to God's people. Now, at this point, we find Jeremiah in chapter 20. He was completely discouraged. He was ready to quit. He was at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. He felt like he couldn't really go on another day. You can go back just a few verses in chapter 20 to verse 7 and just see how low he was. Now, listen to what Jeremiah said to the Lord. Are you ready? Jeremiah 20 and verse 7. You deceived me, Lord. And I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Now that's pretty low. Can you imagine in your prayer time saying, Lord, you lied to me, you deceived me, you have overpowered me. And if that's not bad enough, me and you, we're not right. People are ridiculing me all day long. As a matter of fact, God, everybody mocks me. How many of you know that it's never everybody, even though we think it's everybody? Right? So Jeremiah is there, and he's, he's so discouraged. Strong words, spoken from a heart of honesty before the Lord. He was saying, Lord... Why did you bring me to this place? Why in the world did you call me? This is not what I expected when you spoke to me about preaching to the people. This is not what I signed up for. Matter of fact, keep going. Look at verse 9, what Jeremiah said. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. Can I give you the Thompson paraphrase? I quit. (laughs) I quit. I am done. God, I'm not going to make mention of your name anymore. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about you anymore. I don't want to mention you. I don't want to mention your word. I'm not going to speak anymore in your name. Can I just ask, has anybody ever been there in your life? Come on, anybody ever been there? Lord, I can't do this anymore. I've tried, but it's not working. I'm sick of this marriage. I'm sick of these rebellious kids. I'm sick of this job. Or like that little boy at the New Year's Eve party. I'm sick of this church. (laughs) I'm just sick of it. I'm done. It's not working. Just imagine preaching for 40 years not one convert. Amen. See, some of you might be at a place similar to Jeremiah in your life right now. God, you lied to me. You might not have said it, but you thought it. You deceived me. People are mocking me for my faith. People are ridiculing me for serving you. People don't understand why I give my money or my time. People don't appreciate the fact that I try to pray or read my Bible or, or live righteously in this generation. Life Church, let me remind you that even good, godly people have bad days. And can I also tell you that sometimes bad days stretch into bad weeks? Can we all be real and say sometimes bad weeks will stretch into a couple of bad months? How about for some of you who are really, really brutally honest and can admit that there have been times when bad months have even stretched into a season of discouragement. Come on, are there any real people in this house today? Amen. Hear me, Jeremiah, though, was in a 40-year drought Forty years I've been preaching God, not one convert. He better be glad he was not a member of a denomination. They would have yanked his card for sure. Dude, you don't have it. You just ain't got it. Man, why didn't you quit on year five or year 10 or year 20? And poor Jeremiah probably said, I tried. I wanted to. God wouldn't let me stop. But thankfully, that's not all he said in verse 9. Hallelujah. I will not make mention of him, verse 9, nor speak anymore in his name, but, everybody say but, his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. Amen. Even while Jeremiah may not have uh, wanted to fulfill his call, even when Jeremiah felt like quitting, even when Jeremiah felt overwhelmed, even when Jeremiah felt all the peer pressure and nobody listening to him, come on, there was something within him that refused to let him quit. Come on, there was something inside of him that said, I cannot stop. I refuse to walk away. There is a fire that is shut up in my bones. See, the Word of God was in his heart, guiding his life, compelling him to press on for the Lord. And as much as his flesh wanted to give up, the Word was abiding within him, and it was burning in him like a fire. When he contemplated quitting, the Word would come to mind. When he felt discouraged, the fire began to rise in his heart. Amen. Now, I'm here today to remind somebody, amen, that no matter how long this drought season may be in your life, come on, I'm talking to somebody in this house, no matter how often you feel like everyone or everything is against you, even if you have allowed yourself a time to think that even the Lord was against you, you say, that can't happen. Well, it happened to Jeremiah. He said, God, you deceived me. You lied to me. You've overpowered me. I want to remind you. Dig deep inside and remember that there is a fire if you're a believer that is shut up in your bones. Come on, remember where he brought you from, remember what he has done for you, remember the times that he has healed you, remember the times that he answered your prayer. Come on, is there anybody in here that God has ever done anything for? Amen. You need to tap into that reserve and recognize there's a fire that's in my heart. There's a fire. Dig down deep. Tap into that fire reserve. Because when you're tempted to quit, God's word offers strength and encouragement to press on. In moments of desperation, the Spirit can whisper peace to your hurting soul. I can make it. Why? Because there's a fire that's shut up in my bones. There's a fire. See, the devil thought he could quench Jeremiah's desire for the Lord and preaching of the word by causing him to focus on the discouraging circumstances. Amen. But inside him was a raging fire shut up within his bones. Amen. Jeremiah kept the fire inside, even though no one liked his preaching. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. Amen. The fire shut up in his bones. It shook him from his battle fatigue. Anybody ever had battle fatigue? Come on. I'm just talking about battle from living the life. Amen. Battle from going to work. Battle from facing opposition. Battle just stuff that you come up against. Amen. You were going to quit. Somebody say, but it was like a fire shut up in my bones. Come on. Amen. You were ready to go back to the old life. But it was like a fire that was shut up in my bones. You were ready to throw in the towel. Come on, is there anybody in this house? You were ready to quit, but God stirred up that gift that was in you. Holy ghost fire. Anybody ever felt like giving up? You know what you need to do? You need to stir up that fire that is in your bones. Come on, somebody just needs to stir up that holy ghost fire. Stir up that gift because it's there. I'm going to tell you, it's what you need, it's what I need, it's what our churches need. The thing, everything that is wrong in America today can be fixed with Holy Spirit fire. Come on, you don't have to believe it, it's still true though. Everything that is wrong in the church, this church and every church, can be fixed with Holy Ghost fire, amen. Our world needs a book of Acts revival and an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like we've never seen before, amen? Come on, we need it, we need it. Leonard Ravenhill was an English preacher who moved to America. He's well known as a fiery preacher and a great author. This is what he wrote in one of his books, and I quote, For those of you who belittle and don't appreciate the emotion and the excitement, here's what Leonard Ravenhill said. He said, you may belittle experiences and speak of the dangers of emotion, but we are suffering from a species of Christianity that is as dry as dust, as cold as ice, as pale as a corpse, and as dead as King Tut. We are suffering not from a lack of correct heads, but from a lack of consumed hearts. Amen. Come on, somebody, we got it up here, but do we have it in here? Amen? And is it burning out here? See, we've got it in our heads, but what we need is a consuming fire within our hearts. Amen? We need it. What the world needs, what Christianity needs, and what you and I all need is hearts that are consumed by Jesus Christ. Amen? We need a personal experience that is consumed with Holy Ghost fire. How many of you are, are, are don't want to be a part of a dead church? This is, this is not a trick question. Some of you are like. Let me tell you how you don't be a part of a dead church. You make sure you got a fire burning within your heart. Amen. See, it's not really complicated. Amen. And today, if you're a guest, I want to welcome you to a church that refuses to be content with being dead and dried up and lacking in spiritual power, amen? Come on, because when we are getting a little dead and we are getting a little complacent, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to admonish us to stir up the gift of God that is in us, amen? Because we can't quit. There's a world to reach. We can't stop. There's hungry souls to be saved. Why don't we give him a praise right now? Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's got to be like a fire shut up in your bones. What we need in 2021 is not complicated. We need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit fire to baptize us. See, some folks say, well, I need the right atmosphere to keep my fire burning. Or I need everything to be just right if I'm going to have the Spirit moving in my life or I need a a rhema word amen see that kind of can I just be honest with you that kind of thinking is what's wrong with the church you can't wait around for perfect conditions You can't wait around for a perfect church amen you ain't gonna because I'm just gonna tell you you ain't gonna find it here if I haven't made you mad yet stick around I will Now, I'm not saying that egotistically. I'm just saying we are human beings. We are imperfect people, amen? We are people who are graced with the presence of God and the Spirit of God, and eventually we're going to get on each other's nerves, or we're going to say something that offends somebody. But guess what? Poor old Jeremiah was in a 40-year drought, but he said, I cannot quit. There's a fire that burns within me. Amen. Amen. So we can't wait for the perfect conditions. John the Baptist had fire all by himself in the wilderness. He didn't need a choir to sing him up. He didn't need a preacher to preach it down. Come on. He didn't need a four-part sermon series. He didn't need a month of prayer meetings. Come on. He didn't need 21 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. He didn't need a personal prophecy. He had a roaring fire on the inside. Come on. How many of you have a roaring fire? Come on. If you don't have it, you can't have it. His fire was constantly burning. Loneliness didn't put it out. Hardship didn't put it out. Drama in the church didn't put it out. The devil, so sowing discord did not put the fire out. Hear me, the devil. That's right. Hear me, devil. That's right. Hear me, devil. There's no fire extinguisher you've got that can put out my Holy Ghost fire. Come on. Can I just tell somebody right now, there's no devil in hell that can make you backslide. There's no person on the pew that can make you quit unless you want to quit. Let's give him a praise right now. Oh, and I ain't going to preach to no dead church either, amen. We need to let the fire of God burn within us. Burn, baby, burn. Amen. Don't let a delayed answer. Tamp down your fire. Don't let it defeat. Douse out your flame. Keep a fire shut up in your bones. Because the enemy will stop you. But did you know what the scripture says? Nothing, nothing, nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Amen? That's what the fire is. Paul sang in prison. After being maliciously beaten and whipped, you know why? He had a fire shut up in his bones. Job, bless God, after the death of his children, He had a fire burning inside of him. Joseph walked in integrity after being almost murdered by his brothers, sold into slavery, falsely accused, imprisoned. He had a fire that was shut up in his bones. Moses kept the fire when the church, the nation of Israel, backslid. They were rebellious. They were whiners. They were babies. Every time God would bless them and then something would happen, then they would stop wanting to serve God. But Moses kept on going because he He had a fire and he had a mandate. David kept the fire when he was chased all over Israel by a backslidden king by the name of Saul. Stephen kept the fire while they were literally throwing stones at him and killing him and persecuting him for his faith. Come on, I just got to know, is there anybody in here who wants their souls to be set on fire? And I want you to know the fire is still falling at Life Church. And not just on Sunday church services either. I'm going to share a quick testimony with you. And I'm not preaching long. I'm almost done. Our student ministry has been seeing a fire kindled in them in the last few weeks. Come on. Our students are tired of just blending in. And they knew that they needed more. And they needed to be more. They made a decision that they were going to impact the world and disrupt the status quo and really live out what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Just two weeks ago, Rebecca Markovich, Rebecca, wave your arm in the back. Rebecca Markovich, who's a member of our youth staff, she invited three students to a Monday night Bible study. One not a life group. She didn't have to call and get the pastor's permission. Come on. She said, I just want to get some students together and study the word. So they had a Monday night Bible study, and guess what? Before the Bible study was done, all three of those students walked away filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. After receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, one of them said, sin that used to tempt me, I can now say no to. See, that's what a fire in your bones will do for you. For the past two Wednesday nights, our student gatherings have doubled in attendance. By the way, can I just tell you, if you have a, a middle school or high school age student, you need to get them here on Wednesday nights, amen? You need Because I'm telling you, you the fire is falling on these kids. And if I had a kid in that age group, man, all the junk they got to face at school, I want them to be full of the Holy Ghost. For the past two Wednesday nights, the student gatherings have doubled in attendance. For the past two Wednesday nights, students have been praying for over 45 minutes at the end of the youth service. After the, come on, yeah, thank you. After the games are over, after the pizza's done, praying in the altars, God is moving. They've been seeing young people laying down their old ways. Young people have been receiving the Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights. Young people have been being healed and being restored. Amen. You say, well, I thought that only happens on Sundays. No, not in a church that's on fire. Amen. As a result, the students wanted more. So guess what? A few weeks ago, something organic happened. On Sunday nights, a few of them said, let's get together at 8 o'clock on Sunday night at the church and let's pray. So, you know what? A young adult prayer meeting erupted. And by the way, they told me to tell you any of you young adults are invited Sunday nights, 8 o'clock. And at the first prayer meeting, one of the youth staff members and one of the students, a 16 year old young man, in that first prayer meeting, two more received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on, somebody. Those two have completely turned away from their old lifestyles and they both have said they now feel called to preach the gospel. Amen. Let me tell you what happens when a young person's heart gets set on fire. This past week they were talking about baptism. And guess what? Fifteen students signed up to be baptized next Sunday right here in this tank. Amen. And guess what? I believe there's even more. Amen. And as a matter of fact, some of you might be saying, I'm waiting for a special day. Well, I'm going to announce to you a special day, an impromptu special day. Next Sunday is going to be Baptism Sunday, right here in this tank, amen? And we're going to baptize some of you in the name of Jesus Christ. See you washed in water. Oh, come on, somebody. If you've been waiting for your chance, we're going to do it next week, amen? I found out, now there's a Thursday night group that's meeting in prayer. There's a Friday night group that's meeting in prayer. There's young people that now are meeting on Sunday nights in prayer. There's an intercessors group that started up. It's not a life group. Somebody felt led to do it. There's a ladies prayer group that has started meeting on Monday nights. Amen. We got prayer going on Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday night. Come on somebody. Monday night. Amen. Once a month on Wednesday. Revival happens when the people of God start praying. And seeking the face of God. I want the praise team to come on up. Hear me, church family. Why am I, I'm not just trying to hype you up and get you emotional. But let me just tell you, the world is not slowing down with their agenda. They are not slowing down with their agenda. We're right in the middle of pride month. Last year used to be pride week, now it's Pride month. And let me just say if you don't think the world is not militant about their agenda you just you just have your head in the sand. And the devil is going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until the church starts pushing back and pushing back. Come on somebody and push him back and push him back and push him back and push him back and push him back. The devil's trying to take over our public schools. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I refuse to give him the schools. You say, he's already got them. Well, maybe he does in some places, but it's time for us to push back. Push back. Because let me tell you why I think we can get the schools back. You want to know why? Because not every school teacher in there is the enemy of God. We've got some public school teachers in this church, amen, that are praying for their kids and praying in the spirit for their children. I believe we can take the schools back. See, see, some of us, we already gave up. I said, I believe we can take the schools back for Jesus Christ. I said, I believe we can take the schools back for Jesus Christ. I said, I believe we can take the schools back because young men like this young man are going to go into their schools and make a difference. Jeremiah preached for 40 years, not one convert. But God was doing a work. God was doing a work. There was judgment that had to be meted out. Jeremiah did his job. God did his part. But I believe we're in a season of revival. I believe God is doing a... I told our staff at the beginning of summer, uh, in churches, preachers, they call summer the summer slump. We're not having a summer slump, amen. We're having a summer revival, amen. Go get your vacation on, get your lake on, get your river on. That's cool. I'm going to get my vacation in August, but guess what? When I'm here, we're going to pray for Holy Ghost fire. And when you're here to pray for Holy Ghost fire, to step and burn us. Stand stand with me if you will. I want to close with a true story. During the reign of Oliver, Oliver Cromwell, the British government began to run low on silver for coins. He was a governor, he was also a military leader. Lord Cromwell sent his men out to try to find as much silver and precious metals as they could. They even started going to the local cathedrals and churches. After they investigated, they came back and they reported, they said this. They said, the only silver we can find is in the statues of the saints that are standing in the corners of the cathedrals. So you know what Lord Cromwell said? He said, Good. We'll melt down the saints and put them into circulation. He said, We'll melt down the saints and put them into circulation. You want to know what the city of Richmond needs? You want to know what Life Church needs? You want to know what your neighborhood needs, what your job needs? God needs to melt down the saints. The fire needs to burn and put us into circulation in our community, amen? The fire needs to drop from me, to him, to her, to them. Come on, somebody. It needs to be a fire shut up in your bones. Some of you right now, you might feel like Jeremiah. You might feel like quitting. And man, Jeremiah just got through saying, Lord, you lied to me. You deceived me. You overpowered me. Everybody's against me. Everybody's mocking me. I'm not going to talk about you anymore. But there's something that's still burning in me. Lord, I can't quit. I can't stop. There's a fire that's burning within me. Amen. Pastor Keating and his wife were with us over the weekend, and they had never been. So, they took a couple days off. They wanted to see some stuff in Virginia. They'd never been to uh, really anywhere in Virginia. So, on Monday, we took them to Jamestown, and we took them to Williamsburg. And when we were in Jamestown, as you know, if you've ever been to Jamestown, they've recreated a lot of the buildings, and they rebuilt a chapel there, and they've got everything as original and as close to the original locations as they can. They've tried to put everything just as they found that it was, just as as it's been recorded. So, you walk into this chapel, and up front there's a real archaic-looking writing of the Ten Commandments. And then you look all around the room, and there's really nothing else, until I looked on the back wall, and there was one Scripture hanging on the wall. You want to know what it was? Put it up on the screen for me. It was Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on, hallelujah. I want to tell you something. We believe in confessing the Lord is your savior. We believe in repenting of your sins. We believe in becoming a believer, but we also believe in being water baptized in the name of Jesus. We also believe every believer can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And apparently they believed it in Jamestown, hallelujah. So here's what I wanna to say to you right now. Today, Maybe you're a believer, maybe you're a Spirit-filled believer, but maybe you feel a little beat down like Jeremiah did. We've been preaching about it for a month. You just need to stir up the gift that is in you. You need to tap into the fire that is shut up in your bones, amen? You need to tap to that fire that's on the inside. And some of you, maybe you're a believer, and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, God can fill you with the Holy Spirit. It's not complicated. It's not hard. Amen. God can baptize you with fresh power. And just like that teenager said two weeks ago, the sin that used to bother me is not going to get me anymore. As a matter of fact, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I tried to quit smoking, I tried to quit drinking, I tried to quit partying until I got the Holy Ghost. And then when I got it, guess what? I haven't had a cigarette, I haven't smoked a joint, I haven't had a drink ever since that day, amen? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to open up this altar. Now last last week, every man in the room came. I want to know if those men are still in the house today. I want you to step out from where you are. I want you to come down and I want you to say, God, I want you to set me on fire. I want it to be like a fire shut up in my bones. Can you come? Not just the men, but how about about you sisters? How many of you want your soul to be on fire? How many of you want the fire to go from you to your family to your loved ones? Amen. Let's lift our hands and let's begin a call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Come
1: on. God, fill me with holy fire. Me with holy Lord, Fill me with the holy fire. Fill me with the holy fire. Come on, that's it, God. I want you forever. to stir up the gift that is in me. Stir up the gift that Lord, is in me. You are good and your mercy stir up the gift forever. that is in me. Stir up the gift that is in me. Come on, that's it. yes. From generation to generation we were sh
0: So God. I pray that you would consume us God from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet Lord. I pray Lord God that Holy Ghost fire and anointing would be baptized and fresh on this congregation. I pray Lord God that you would anoint us with power God I pray that we would go forth in the power of your name and in the demonstration of your spirit God. God I pray that we would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray Lord that you would let it burn within us. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. Let it burn, let it burn. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let's give Him a praise right now all over this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God, praise God. It's like a fire shut up in my bones, amen? Come on, don't ever doubt it. Even when you feel doubt, even when you feel discouragement, even when the devil's been beating you up, amen, it might be for a day or a season or whatever, but you need to look him in the eye and say, I reject that lie in the name of Jesus. Come on, you need to plead the blood of, uh, of, of Jesus Christ. You need to put on the mind of Christ. Come on, you need to make sure you're speaking words of faith and not fear. Come on, I want to help somebody. That's how you walk in fire and in anointing. And reject those lies in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and look at him and say, there's a fire in you. There's a fire in you. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Get you some donuts on the way out. And we'll see you next Sunday. If you want to be baptized, come next Sunday. We're going to baptize you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: If you enjoyed this video, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it. Remember, you can join us live at Life Church every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Thank you again for watching.